Hey everyone, welcome back to the Improv TX Comedy Network. If this is your first time checking out the podcast network, we appreciate it. Please head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes, and give the Improv TX Comedy Network a like. And just a reminder, the Improv TX Comedy Network is live on YouTube with all your favorite comedians on the improv stage. All links can be found in the description. And with that, on to the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Act Out from Open Mic to the Big Stage. Comedians tell us how stories were made. I am your host, Doc. Today we are with an amazing comedian. This guy is hilarious. I love his sense of humor. It's very dry, it's very deadpan. Sure, and, yeah. And he cracks me up. At first I didn't know how to take it because I, it's so dry. I was sitting there going like, is he, is he joking? I'm always amazed that anybody... <laughs> Is into it. Oh, dude, I love it, and that's what I had somebody else say to me once. Like, I love his sense of humor. I was like, me too, man. It cracks me up. Yeah, we're here with David J. Diaz. Got to add the J in there, right? I don't have to, but it. I like it. So, David, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I had a rush to get here. I don't want to. Are you out of breath? <laughs> I don't want to talk about my job, my my other job that much. But I was uh, just doing stuff, and uh, something came up, and I was wanting to just get it done. Before I was away from my desk for way too long. Did it stop recording? Did it stop? The son of a bitch. All right, did. good. Now my job won't be able to use that footage against me. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, I got to ask you, how long you been in the comedy game? Oh, okay, I thought you were about to ask me, what does the J stand for? What? Yeah, what does the J Jesus. stand for? It stands for Jesus. Jesus. Yep. All right, on. So, how long have I been doing yeah, how long long have been I been doing comedy? comedy? I started in 2017. 2017, so what is that, six years now? I don't know. Yeah, I don't do math. It's, 2020, <laughs> it's 2023 now. Yes, six years Six now. years. Six years have completed now. At some point, I will be um, starting my seventh year. Yes. Some point, <laughs> at, no, no, no. Not some point in the in the forever. Some point soon. At some point soon, Duck. Do you know when you started? Like what month? Or you uh, I know mine's around july Yeah. I think I remember DCH. Mm -hmm. Dallas Comedy House. Mm -hmm. I started... Uh, I, I took a class there. Okay, cool. Signed up for a class. Took a class there. Who was your teacher? Cheyenne Jahani. Okay, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice man. Well, we'll definitely get into that. I want to back up a little bit. So you're six years in the Even game. Even more? Yes. Even I want to go to the very before beginning. Before I started. The very beginning. I want to know where you're from. And, where and, I'm from? I was born yeah. in South Texas. I was born in Eagle Pass, Texas. Eagle Pass, Texas. Yeah. This nice. is a weird thing. I, re so you I don't know if you do this, but you know how sometimes you'll just follow... You don't know how you started following somebody or friend requested somebody, and then, uh, but you assume, but I assumed like, oh, this is just an attractive person that I maybe I drunkenly send a friend request <laughs> to or whatever. So who was you it? Know, I'm I'm just realizing. You know what? I don't want to get into this. Uh, <laughs> too late. I already I already opened the can of worms. I'm not going to name names, but there's a like somebody. Then I was like, who the fuck? How do I know this person? I do, I don't think I know this person. And then. Just going through their profile, I see that at some point, all right, going through their profile and scrolling a whole, whole lot, I feel I they used to live in Eagle Pass. And then I was like, that's a weird connection. I, I hope to God they're not a relative of, of mine. Yeah. Are they attractive? That's what I'm saying. I've yeah. Here, I will be more explicit. I have looked lustfully upon some of these people. Can we start over? Can yeah, we, so uh, we can go jump. from the beginning again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where are you from? Anyway, I've never, <laughs> ma I've never masturbated. <laughs> Where I'm from. I was born in Eagle Pass. I was born in Eagle Pass. I spent maybe a brief, maybe a couple of weeks in West Louisiana. Most of my life in the Dallas area. 
So you've been here for how long? How old are you? I'm 43 now. 43. So you've been here for 42 years? We're bad with math. They're about. I'm really not bad at math. I just never think about these things. I never, I don't have a ready-to-go answer for these things. It's cool. It's cool. So what were you like as a kid? Were you the funny kid? Were you awkward? Maybe. I don't know. You don't know? I was a shy kid. Yeah. I probably, for the most part, still am. But I don't have uh, the worry of not having friends. I have Two or three, and that's enough. That's yeah, a, that'll that's get me, that'll get me through. And then the, the the DFW comedy community, of course, too. You know, like Shiva Ari said, uh, they'll, they'll turn your back on you in a heartbeat. But uh, well, in his <laughs> case, he uh, he had it coming. He he, he deserves. <laughs> I was gonna cut it up, but now he I de- can't. He deserves every horrible thing that ever happens to him. No, I'm not serious. I actually like him, but I yeah. would love for you to leave that part in. You were maybe a shy kid, maybe never hyperactive, never tried to be oh, the class no. clown, nothing not like that. Not really, no. Yeah. So I was listening to uh, Ryan uh, Perio's podcast earlier. Oh, the Would one with want... me on it? Yeah, some of our fears. I've never gone back and listened to it, but yeah. I did think about it today because it's a recording. What did I say then? You didn't say anything about your childhood, but that you were talking about your fears, and you were talking about your fear of being on the stage. So that's something I wanted to kind of address as, as we turn into talking towards comedy. Uh, why were you afraid, you think? Afraid of being on stage? Yeah. Unless that was all bullshit. You no, it was true. It was true. It was true. But it's just that I don't feel like I have it anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's also a big reason of why I, a lot of the times I will be pretty busy about making a point to go do mics and whatever. Because I don't want to, or, and I don't even want to, I get kind of sick of it. I don't want to take an extended break or really any break because I don't want stage fight to come back. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. It's like kind of like riding a bike, kind of. I don't want to forget. I don't want to lose that muscle memory. Yeah, dude, definitely. I was terrified to get on the stage. Like, it's a scary thing. It it's... really is. Now it's like whatever, just jump up there. But back the first time, oh my god, like I had to get drunk to get on stage. Sure. Yeah, I've done. Nuts. Yeah, it's a scary thing to have one thing in your head mm-hmm. and then have and then have reality tell you the opposite. That's a it's a scary thing. Yeah, it's terrifying. So, how did you decide to get into comedy? What inspired you? You know what? I do remember 2016 or so, the end of it. I was at a, I was at a New Year's party, and I don't remember what specifically led to the thought, but we're all doing resolutions, and I was like, ah, I'd like to do, uh, do a, like a five minute set at some point. And I that was just I random. It wasn't random. I think it had just been a thing, in here. Oh, but you know what? I should give credit. Give credit where credit is due. My sister, my little sister has done stand-up in the Dallas scene. She's done, uh, my little sister Delia, stand-up, sketch, and improv. So that probably started to, to put the thing in my head, to put the idea in my head, like, oh, it's a very achievable thing. She's moved to Austin and pursued it there. She's moved to Chicago, and she does, I think, more sketch and improv now okay. than stand-up. How long had she been doing it? I don't know, two, three years before me. When you were kids, did you watch a lot of stand-up comedy then? Uh, or? Not really. No? A little bit, but not really. How did she end up getting into it? No clue. No idea? I haven't talked to her about it. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. I live you just with, never talk then? <laughs> I live with my other sister. Mm-hmm. Almost never. I mean, not because I don't want to talk to her. I just stick to myself. I play video games or whatever the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. I don't... You showed up with the Switch today. I showed up with... Justin, I thought you were going to start playing just the in case. Yeah, no, you know. I don't want to do that. It wouldn't yeah. disrespect you. I'd be hilarious, though, if you slowly just pulled it out of your back pocket while we were talking well, you're, and just like... Well, you're yacking away yeah. about whatever. Yeah, I just go on a tirade and you're just like, all right, yes. Zelda, Breath of the Tears of the Tears whatever. Tears of the Kingdom, yes. Is that what you're playing right now? 
yeah. So what was the? Did you go take the class first at DCH, or did you go up on stage? No, I I took a class and then I watched for several weeks. Probably I watched the mic, and that was encouraging in a way. No offense to anybody who I will not name or whatever, but it was encouraging sticking around and seeing. How shitty some stand-up <laughs> can be. It's bad. It helps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It helps take a lot of the pressure off of me. I'm like, I really don't have to do that good to yeah to do well. You know, and it's funny. You run the Addison Open Mic on Sundays. I help with the. Well, I I'm, mean, I'm one of the helpers. Yes. yes. How did you get into running the Open Mic? Let's see. Let me connect some dots. Connect some lines. There was Build a Bit, which is a joke writing workshop that took that Wes Corwin. Funniest comic in Texas here, 2017, I believe. Or maybe was that was that Ralph? Ralph was 2018, I think. I don't know. Okay, I'm telling you. Yeah. With <laughs> 85, 85 to 90% certainty. West Corwin, 2017, funniest comic in Texas, winner. Maybe. And, and Tom Smith, probably, I think. Yeah, okay. They started the workshop there. Remember, you know Will? Will Sonoma? Yeah, of course. Will, uh... They had time on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They had open spots, I guess. Not open spots, but nothing else was happening at and the club. And this was in Arlington? This was the Arlington Improv. Uh-huh. And that thing started. It's this comedy workshop. And I guess it did well. And Sean here said, hey, that's a good idea. Let's let's do more of those. Mm-hmm. So we started one of those here. And I believe he got... Actually, I know for certainty. Arun Rama, also a wonderful comic and friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Arun Rama... Started. Uh, he asked him to start doing that here. Arun reached out to me for for help, and that's about how that started. That went on for a couple of years. Pandemic kind of shut a bunch of things down, and I guess when things started to reopen, Billy wanted some sort of mic thing to happen, and that's. And he reached out to you, and he said, "Hey, you want well, I think to I was it? already up here just for build a bit, just yeah. helping." So he kind of just talked to you about it, and you're like, "Okay, that's because I'm a yeah a human that he knows." Yeah, he's but, like, uh, "You you'll you'll do." Yeah, <laughs> you have you have warm blood. Your blood is circulating. <laughs> no, I'm sure that there's some. I don't want. I don't want to give myself a big head. I'm sure I'm, yeah. I'm a dependable enough comic and of a human, whatever. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you're six years in, seven maybe undetermined, but uh, you, I see you a lot at open mics still. You know what I mean? You don't do them all the time. But I've seen you quite a bit because I'm at the beginning of my journey. So open mics is the whole story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At, whereas you've been doing it a while. You get booked on shows quite often. So I, but when I see you at open mics, I get excited. I'm like, I, oh, there's David. Oh, well, thank you. I feel like when you say booked often enough, I don't think there's ever enough. I don't, I don't feel that way anyway. You, you know, maybe see have a different perception. Yeah, I feel like you get booked all the time. Well, that's good to hear. I guess. <laughs> that somebody thinks I get booked all the time. <laughs> So, what was it like the first time you went on stage? You first said you time, were terrified. I don't remember specifically because we did a practice run at DCH, doing come up with jokes, get up on stage and pitch your jokes. That was that was a little scary. I'm sure I did every single open micer cliche. What did you did you commenting about the lights? Did you and, make bad jokes? Did you well, make I'm racist still doing that. Jokes, I haven't so stopped you, doing bad jokes. I was gonna say racist no, jokes. I wouldn't do that. I'm far too. Uh, I don't know, I'm a pussy, or I don't know what it is that, that I'm far too big of, but I wouldn't do that. Yeah, never. That's never. not a moral thing either. Who knows what it is? Yeah, no, dude. I don't do racist jokes. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> you're taking me down a path here. Uh, so you got up on stage. You did it. Did you catch the bug the first time? I don't remember. 
yeah. did a DCH. We did a we had a showcase when that when that ended. I I feel like I did well, but you know, but I'll, and I'm not, and I'm glad. I'm not. I'm glad about people getting into stand up and getting into things. I think a thing you don't necessarily know is a lot of times those those beginner level showcases they're a friendlier than average crowd. Right. So so I do remember doing well enough, and I. I never even thought about that. You're right. That, that yeah, crowd it's, it's is, a bunch of family members. That you're literally jumping on the bed and like falling on pillows on the floor. Like, yeah, you're you're very protected in those. You're shows. very protected, which is probably something that I that encouraged me to keep doing it. Yeah, it's. I think that's part of my. When I told my sister I was interested in stand up, she did recommend DCH. She's like, it's supportive. It's this and that, and I'm sure that was easier. That softened the blow for me. I'm sure. Yeah. So, did you continue to do it consistently, or did you take time off? I do remember. Actually, you know what? I think I had the opposite of the bug in my head at the time. I felt like I had a good set, and I still struggle with this. When something goes well, getting a big head about it. Yeah. When something goes bad, beating myself up about it. I do. I do remember doing well and also feel and feeling like oh, I don't need to do that again. I did well. <laughs> I conquered it. <laughs> Pretty in a way, yes. Like, well, I did good. I'm all right. Book me, HBO. We're I don't good. know about book me, but I'm. But I was like, there's not. There's no. I can't grow anymore here. I'm yeah. good. I'm good at this. Yeah, you know what? That's weird because I felt that way too. In the sense, like, am I ever going to get any better? And then I watch back stuff, and I'm like, oh god, I'm terrible. And then I'm like, I can get way better. In my opinion, if you keep at it over time, you almost can't help but get better. Yeah, and I see snippets of the comedian I want to be. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be watching stuff, and I'll be like, oh, that's who I want to be eventually. But, like, how do I become that person consistently? What have you noticed about the times that you – what if it, what is it that you're seeing? Like, yes, that's what it, that's it. The I comfort that. level and what I see in my head it, it, normally. So when I get on stage, I'm like – if I crush it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was great the whole mm-hmm. way through. And then I watch it back, and I'm like, oh, that is not the case at all. For me, because I've gone through, like, slumps, and I feel like I was in one for a while. But lately, I just break it down to basics, and I'm like, all right. Just have a good time. Just go up there and have, have fun. Nobody's making you do this, David. You don't have to be here. And that's the thing I tell myself, too. I get to do this. I, I don't have to be here. Nobody nobody will be like, where's David? Like, bring David back. <laughs> uh, we demand him. Yeah, bring people will forget. Yeah, we all have object permanence, yeah. a baby term. And as soon as we're not looking at a thing, we forget a thing exists. Absolutely. But at the same time... You have a unique voice on stage. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get there. You feel like you're still working on it? Because I feel like in, maybe in the last year or so, I'm like starting to come into it. Yeah. And now I have to like apply a fucking work ethic. I think that for, for watching you, you're it's such a dry sense of humor. Like People sometimes don't know if they're allowed to laugh because of the stuff you're saying and your jokes are hilarious. Like Your whole bit about Toy Story 3, like that whole bit, you talk about your ex- Quite a bit in your stand-up, which is, you're very self-deprecating about that whole situation, right? I feel like, yes. And it, it's hysterical, but people are like, am I allowed, allowed to laugh at this? And because you're so dry, but once you crack them, it's the like there's a clip online of the Sugar-Free Red Bull, and everyone can go watch that. It's an awesome clip. It is the best and, clip it, currently. It is on awesome. The improv- I think yes, it's the only – <laughs> Out of all the clips, it's the best clip. It you is really delete, good. You should delete the rest of the clips. I'm, I'm going especially to Shiva's. <laughs> I'm just. Do you have a the Shiva? <laughs> does Shiva have a clip up? Yeah. Not not anymore. He's got yeah. a podcast. Yeah, get up, rid dude. of it. He's awesome. Well, I haven't listened to it, but I can guarantee you it's it's awful. It's, but yeah, you have the clip, the sugar free Red Bull, 
and one sitting in front of you for that reason. So oh, I appreciate it. it. Look at I this. A, well, you are. Uh, that's all we have. That's fair too. <laughs> will you tag? When you put this up, will you hashtag it? Will you I hashtag should. Hashtag Red Bull. <laughs> I. If we I get a sponsorship immediately. Sure. Yeah. I'll. Look, I haven't had one in years. Probably. Just it's based that, in truth. It's based in truth. I yeah. just will have you know. But uh, if I got any sort of sponsorship or so, any amount of success off of it, w- I'm willing to go back and damage my teeth and my brain and everything <laughs> for, br- for short-term success. Your comedy, you said, is based in reality, right? So, it is now. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you tell the stories about, you know, having the awkward confrontation with the person at the convenience store. But do, does all your comedy take place in reality that way? Or how do you... Actually, I admitted this yesterday at the comedy arena, a, a separate venue. Mm-hmm. McKinney, yeah. Yeah, it's in yeah. McKinney. Yeah. I was there at the mic joking around about writing process, and one of my com- comedy friends, Marissa Nieto, she was talking about not feeling, sometimes going through phases where she doesn't feel like a good writer, and sometimes, and I just told her, that's, I'm at peace with the fact that I don't know how to write jokes, and that's how I, that's how I live, that's how I live, which is half true, half joke, but also... Uh, I do want I do want to actively work more. Do you find yourself on, procrastinating? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. I make myself leave my switch. That's what I was. That's why I force myself to leave my switch to just get rid of distractions. You should pick up the switch and sponsor that too, so you get a free Nintendo and stuff. Whatever. I doubt it, but look yeah. at this. Look yeah. at this. Get a free Hori pad. Right, or, right there. That's what I'm talking it's about. A, Red Bull and Switch. Red man. Bull and Nintendo Switch. Gonna, yeah, they're gonna get you. All right, so you go to the open mic. Open mic. You know what? Open mic showcase did well. Yeah. Took about a month off, and I don't know what it is that caused me to want to do it again. But I lived very close. I lived about a mile from the Arlington Improv. You know Dan Dancy? Yeah, of course. Well, he was like the host block of of my block. I went. Up. I wasn't sure that I was going to get up because I just showed up, uh, went to the bar. I wish I remembered the bartender's name. Yeah. Cool guy. But the sign-up sheet was there. I put my name on standby, and I was like, what are the odds that I'm going to get on? And he's like, go get on. So uh, I think I actually, you know what? I did still have some nerves about it. I got on, did my jokes. More or less silence. And uh, that, <laughs> that's about what popped the bubble. Then I was like, nah, I'm not the king of comedy. Yeah. So, the, oh, yeah. Like you said, that starter show, really, I never even thought about that. That really does... It, it makes it a lot easier but yeah so that made it more challenging then so you decide to keep doing it i didn't I, I don't know i didn't go back to the arlington improv for about a year oh wow because i ate such a ate such a dick that i didn't want to go that i i guess scared of it who knows yeah but you went to other places yeah but i was like maybe after about a year so i was like nah fuck that See, I always find doing the comedy clubs is much better the bar shows is where i always eat the dick and i've I'm learned like, that lesson i mean I, who knows how long I was, it was maybe two years into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shiva, for real, he, we were hanging out at some other mic. I was telling him which mics. I was like, oh, I got to leave here. I got to go do this one. And he's like, dude, do the, if the actually it was the improv mic. It's like, do that. Do the focus on the clubs. Do those. Give those priority. Yeah. That makes perfect and sense. And somebody had to explicitly tell me that before for it to even click in my head. Yeah. So you were doing what hyenas, Dallas Comedy House, uh, here, the improvs, and then hat tricks and hat tricks. So when did you eventually get booked? Where? Anywhere. 
What was your first like the hosting first gig? time? The first show that I got booked on was I believe Harvest House in Denton. I've never even heard of Harvest House. Bar, bar. Not, I, I feel like it doesn't do it justice to call it a bar show. It's a it more like a brewery, more like a brewery show. Okay. Done. <laughs> what's, Familiar? What's the difference? I understand to the li- to the listener. That's, <laughs> to me, a, I don't yeah, know what the difference. Same is. fucking thing. It's not quite the same. Thing. A, a lot of times at a brewery show, like it's, it can be ticketed. People will be there. People are people are listening. Okay. At a bar show, you're more or less you're you're annoying them because you they're just trying them. to watch TV. They're just trying to have a fucking beer after work or whatever. They're at, they're like bar regulars. They're just trying to hang out and. Then you have somebody yakking about whatever the fuck. It could be great jokes. They don't. They don't give a shit. They don't want to hear it anyway. Right. That's the difference. But the brewery shows; those are actually ticketed, like you said. So people are they can listen. be. Yeah, I did a brewery last two weeks ago, and it was about twenty five people, and it wasn't bad. So see, yeah, yeah, that's not they, bad. Those can be good. But uh, I got booked on one of those in Denton, and but and then between before that. I just went to go watch a Fort Worth bar show, and uh, you know I don't know if you know Josh Johnson. Mm-hmm. He was the first person to pay me for it. I just went to go hang out. He had been up all night watching soccer or something, so I filled in. I believe I was hosting, and uh, <laughs> just emergency subbed in. Yeah, awesome. And, and he gave me twenty bucks, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Did you go is... spend it immediately, or did you put it in a frame? I'm certain or that it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I've kept a bunch of my, I kept my comedy checks. Yeah, but I've spent all the comedy, all the comedy money. I was gonna say cheeseburgers. Well, you don't cash the checks. What do you mean? You do cash? Of course, I cash. Okay, what are you talking about? I don't know. You said you kept the comedy checks. That's why I was confused. No, 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 no. I keep the check stubs. Oh, okay. Well, now with modern technology, you can like cash a check. That's right. So you get the money, you can keep the check. See, Correct. I'm still waiting to get that first paycheck or first cash. From where? So anywhere. I don't know. Somebody pay me. Let's go. Please pay him. Yeah. So I'm or waiting. don't. I was, Jamie yeah. Jake owes me 25 bucks, I think, from like a Christmas show. So I should hit him up for that. He's so. got the money. I mean, I'm not trying to cause rivalries <laughs> or beefs. Look, I don't know that he has money either. I don't know what his debts are or whatever. But I do know he's a chiropractor. He's got the money. He's a chiropractor. <laughs> I didn't know that was his job. Well, I shouldn't. He says it. I shouldn't. I felt a little weird about just get, yeah, throwing it out personal there. shit about You probably people. just got him business is what happened. I highly doubt it, but. Uh, if I didn't beep out his name, that is. so Jamie Jakes. Jamie Jakes. Jamie Jakes. So I will. keep it in. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> so when did you get the featuring job? When did that come about? Which club was that? I don't believe. Oh, you know, I've only featured a couple times. When you say feature, you mean. Middle. Middle. Okay. Uh, I've done that at comedy. I feel like I might have only done that once or twice. Yeah. At comedy, you know, for, for my friend Pung. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Pung's the best, man. I have him on He's the show. helped me, like, push myself in a lot of ways. At the gym. At yeah. At the gym, in comedy. It's, uh, it's, it's always one of these balancing acts of don't sign up to do shit. I don't, I'm not going to go say I can do 30 somewhere, and I can't. Yeah. But I guess push it, stretch it here and there. And but at the gym too, push it and stretch it. So oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah, push and stretch makes sense. So what was it like? Did you get? Did you do really well that time? I did. I mean, I'm tired of saying this because I said it. Will, it. Now be my no, I did not. It'll be my third time saying it in like 12 hours. I feel like I'm honest with myself about my bad sets mm-hmm. or my okay or mediocre sets. I can. It's okay for me to say when I have done well. Yes. And I do that with some amount of guilt and reservation because I don't want to get it big head about a good set yeah 
Like, who gives a shit? It doesn't carry over to the next set. But, but isn't that the curse of doing comedy? Like, if you do well, it's the ultimate drug. And if you do badly, it's you want to die. For, like, mm, I think heroin's point. the ultimate drug. What's, oh, well, yeah, you're right. Heroin is the ultimate drug. But comedy's the second ultimate <laughs> drug. So, yes. Uh, and then if you combine the two, oh, heaven, heaven. Uh, kids don't do that. And a Tylenol 3? Yeah. <laughs> it's kicking in. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. Hey, everyone. It's just stuck jumping in to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. If you dig it, please head over to our website at improvtx.com where you can check out our calendar for all the upcoming shows in Addison, Arlington, Houston, and San Antonio. And don't forget to follow our social media. All links in the description. And with that, back to the podcast. What are you, what are you asking me? I forgot what you're asking. I um, was asking featuring. How was it? It was good. It was good. How about I you? have? But you know what? Here's an issue that I need to a mental block that's still in here that I'm still working on. Going back and watching sets, watching film of myself, or uh, listening to audio so I can know what people are actually are laughing at and getting it better there. That's the thing. I who knows what it is. It's a, there's a mental thing going on here. Well, you have a very unique comedy style. You don't see it very often. You have. I it's when you said you don't know your voice yet. It's shocking to me because I see it. When you're I on feel stage. like I'm just getting there. Yeah, but I th- yes, but I think a big part of that is when I say I've gotten used to the silence. That doesn't mean that I get a lot of silence. <laughs> that does not mean that I've gotten used to it enough that it doesn't. Ho- hopefully, it doesn't phase me, or I, it's another thing to plow through. Yeah, I haven't got them yet. You, that's so funny you say that because there's comedians I know that are not afraid of silence, and they'll get lapsed within the silence. Yeah, that's and that's kind of. A thing is kind of lean into, lean into who you are, yeah. lean into the, the type of comic or person that you are. Do you find hecklers are difficult to deal with? I've only been heckled two, three times. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, it was a woman, and so I just mentally feel like fuck. Anything I say is gonna come off mean. <laughs> so in that brief second you had, you're like, I can't react. Oh no, I froze. It's yeah. I just let her. I just let her have the win. Yeah. I asked you a little bit earlier, your writing process. What is it like? Do you sit down and try to write? Do you write in your phone? Do you... I text myself an idea. And then hopefully, oh, and then I will meet up with my friends. You have a writing group like Emily Griefer, Ar- Arun yep. Rama is in yep. it, Sri Raj, I believe. Yep. Did, so, they t- did one of them already tell you about yeah, this? Yeah, they narked on them. Well. <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. I was like, that's a great group of people, too. But you have that, you work together as a team then, and you kind of sit around at like a restaurant or somewhere and kind of yep. work out stuff, right? So that's awesome, dude. And we'll have an idea, kind of try it out and see what about do, this, what about do this. Do you know how smart that is? You guys are in a writing room. I cannot right? take credit for it. It's a, and I'm not saying that Dean invented this, but it's, that's where, that's how it, is ingrained in my head. Dean Lewis? Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. You've taken, you've worked with him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I've does, taken his class. He does workshops yep. here sometimes, right? Yep. Or he, showcases also. I took his class during COVID and we did it through Zoom meeting and it was awesome. And then we did the show afterwards. And like you said, I felt like I was the best. Was the show on Zoom or was it? It was person? here. It was actually okay. here. Yeah, and those, then, those are good. And then I did spider jokes and I failed miserably. So there's a show called This Just Happened mm-hmm. at a different club that are, are Rune and Pung yeah, it's started great. and run. And, uh, it's DCC, right? DCC, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why I was biting my tongue about it. Just <laughs> Dude, we don't care. Because I'm here, and then I'm just like, I don't want to no. tell you how great the food is somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I've never had DCC's food. It might be good. It's, a, it's wonderful, Larry. Yeah. And it, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, this just happened. The show is a topical show. Correct. And, and, so, and everyone gets a chance to do a different, like, 
I guess it's almost like a news show. Like you have Pretty your much. weatherman, my, and then you have like your regular news. Yes, and my only yeah. The only reason I brought that up is because I I wrote a joke about a Brazilian spider that can if it bites you, it can give you permanent erections. Oh wow! I read this maybe last week. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Oh okay. I was like, I gotta get one of those. Did yeah. a joke, and I'm glad to say that that I did well. The joke worked well. On um, this just happened. I did it yesterday, Sunday here at the open mic. And no, no, no. It was two days ago. Yesterday, Sunday, here at the open mic. Could not have eaten a bigger bag of dicks. <laughs> there was a good am- There was an okay amount of people here, too. There yeah. was an okay amount of audience. Dude, the spider jokes just don't work. Wanted people, into it. I think it's because people are, like, like innately afraid of spiders. Like, innately Maybe. afraid. Maybe. And so they, they're just like, I can't laugh at this. But, like, Justin, the bartender here, loves the spider jokes because they bomb so fabulously. Wow. So. And there's nothing better than watching your friend bomb on stage. So. That's a bad friend. Yeah, no, he's a terrible friend. <laughs> your terrible friend, Justin. No, he's a good. Justin, guy. I'm sure you're wonderful. Uh, do you ever get starstruck? I'm trying to think of who I could have been starstruck by. Never met anyone that. <laughs> I've met a good. <laughs> this is like a five to ten minute rabbit hole of. They're just people. It's yeah. Not that I. Not that I think i'm shit but also i don't think they are either they're, <laughs> they're humans they have a following or whatever oh here's where, where i start where i sound crazy but also i'm backed up by by actual things i don't want to put anybody on a pedestal because i know like five to ten years later they're going to be an article's going to come out about how they're a sex monster or, <laughs> and then it's going to be like why did i why did i look up to that person you just preemptively prepare for it all the time. <laughs> I guess maybe it's no way to live, but also who needs, true. who needs heroes anyway? Yeah, it's true. When you meet famous people, you're just like you're probably a sex monster. I know. I don't think that they're probably a sex monster, but it wouldn't surprise me if anybody yeah is one. If it turns out anybody is one, that's true. People don't talk about a lot of. You wait ten years from now, they're going to come out and say Duck was a sex monster. And- I'm not going to say, like, I told you so, but I'm going to be like, oh, that's weird. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. I said his face, told him about it, (laughs) told him that I'm on to him. Oh, my God. It was Diego Rangel said, he goes, man, I love David's jokes. Like, your your sense of humor, the dry, like, because sometimes I won't catch it, but sometimes, like, I don't know what it is about your style, man. It just, it sinks in. Once I figure it out. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm close. I'm close. You got it down, dude. I think you got it down. I was telling Arun a lot of times when we're going on droughts of getting booked, a lot of this, a lot of the getting better and pushing through it is knowing that you're a funny person. And all right, nobody sees it right now. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's going to come out eventually. Got to keep, I got to, yeah. they'll, they'll see. Yeah. In the meantime, I got to work on being a better comic. Yeah. I mean, it's a process is all it is. It's, I would tell everyone it's a 10 to 20 year journey. And, it really is, man. It takes forever to get good at this. Uh, it just takes, it's such a long journey. And you have to be prepared to be on the road all the time and go to open mics and bomb and hate yourself and then do it all over again. And like, what's the, I mean, the eventual, you know, prize for that is people clap at you and, and that's it. You know yeah, I mean? more often than not. Yeah. Even then you'll still, I'm, you watch shows here, right? Yeah. And we're not, I'm not going naming any names, but sometimes people don't do as well as they want, right? Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing is you get when you watch shows and you kind of can, can see how the show begins, like the first comic, probably not going to get many laughs because mm-hmm. the audience is nervous. The audience doesn't know how to react to that first comic. Then you get to the second comic. That's the actual warm up for the headliner. You know what I mean? And then 
that comic does well usually, and then the headliner who they're there to see just crushes. Usually, I've seen headliners bomb. That's more of what I meant. Yeah, yeah. So like you've seen headliners. I've bomb. seen headliners bomb. Like I mean, Dean Lewis talked about seeing Jerry Seinfeld bomb. You know what I mean? That's insane to think about. But I've seen people that are name acts bomb, and I'm just like, ooh, that is it's crazy. And then the next show they just kill. It just depends on the crowd. So it happens all the time. I like the local shows though because when you get like six to eight local comics you know what i mean uh and then you can kind of see like the third spot is the sweet spot it's the same with open mic you know what i mean the, the first two people will go up you're not getting any laps so the, the audience needs to be warmed up they need to get used to the idea they got to get used to the atmosphere and all that stuff so much goes into it so you could be telling the funniest fucking joke on the planet and no one laughs at it and then you got to judge like do i think that's funny because if i think it's funny i got to try it again yeah like, your spider joke like it kills the first time it dies the second time. Are you going to try it again? That's what it comes down to. So, and then you work on it from there. You know, don't steal my spider spider jokes. I haven't heard. See, see we got rival spider jokes. If I have heard your spider jokes, I don't remember them. Yeah, see, that's they're how so, bad they are. They're so good that I <laughs> that I didn't remember them. What was the weirdest thing you saw on stage? The craziest, wildest thing. My brain is still trying to think of which famous people have I met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Who's Who a famous person? I, remember, I remember I used to work at the ballpark in Arlington, mm-hmm. whatever the fu- whatever it's called now, where the Rangers play. And uh, I saw Max Morgan. Who's Max Morgan? Well, he's a like a local sports guy. Okay. I don't know if he still is or isn't, but he was on like Fox Four or something. I'm sure doing sports reporting or whatever. But he was not like on the clock. I was just there in the middle of the day, and I passed him, and I was like, "Hey!" and Nothing. He said hi back to me. Oh, thank God. I was going to say, if he didn't say hi back to you. Max Morgan. I've had famous people uh, within the video game industry, like YouTubers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's, You know the completionist is? You yeah. ever heard of him? Gerard. Yeah, something Gerard something. I don't know what his last name is. Wait, was but this I, a good experience or a bad experience? No, I said hi to him, and he was like pumping along, and he was just like, hey. Was he surrounded by a million people? No, it was just him. He just looked like he was pissed off. And then I saw what? him like half what? hour later sitting at his table smiling. I was like, was oh, on, I guess. Yeah, no, man, there's that one-off switch. You're right. That's the thing. You're kind of the same person at one stage that seems like you are off stage. I don't – a lot of times, like, I go through depression and whatever. A lot of times when I don't feel like uh, being here or whatever, I will make my, I will remind myself and, like, try to pump myself up. Right. But you, but your personality is just, like, an extension of who you are for the most part. I, yes, I, I hope so. Yeah. So, well, some people, like – they're completely different off stage. I won't say names, but like they'll get on stage and they turn it on, like you said, and boom, boom, boom. But you, you be, we'll be talking, and then you'll get on stage, and it's just like we were talking before. It's I have a finite like, being whatever an introvert or whatever. I have a finite amount of like of energy, and so a lot of times I will save it for when I'm about to come up here, and I'm not. I don't have the energy to transform into a different person. <laughs> I can like I can elevate it for a little bit for a set, and then. And then you feel exhausted that's afterwards? What you, that's what you get. Uh, I don't know about that, but I don't. I'm pretty well known for going home when I feel like going home. I'm an extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. I need that time to recharge. I really do. It's so freaking important. But I like being extroverted when I can. You know what I mean? So what was the weirdest thing you ever saw on stage? I don't know. Nothing? On, well, I was on stage. Yeah. Or What is a weird thing s- that I saw that saw I noticed from else. the vantage point of yeah, the stage? either one. I don't know. Nothing wild ever I'm sure, happened. but I also have a bad memory. So oh, I, I gotcha. What about, what's the weirdest thing you saw? I saw a comedian, a very famous comedian, at a sold-out show. Mm. 
bull rush a woman on stage. He was a black comedian. Okay. And the woman was yelling all kinds of racist shit. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't racist at first because he thought she was black because he couldn't see her. Because she, she had an opinion on black women and how they should act, right? Okay. So he looks out this. He looks out at the crowd, sees that she's white. Says, why the fuck are you talking right now? So she gets upset. She gets on stage. And she's coming at him very aggressively. And he bull rushed her right there and pushed her off the stage. <laughs> it was just the wildest shit I've ever seen. It was like an episode of Jerry Springer. I didn't that know how to do That does remind me now. Oh, what you got? I was at in Deep Ellum. I was, there was an open mic on Sundays. The person that ran, the comic that ran that mic, Hannah O'Brien, was on stage doing regular MC stuff. There was somebody in the audience. Probably had been drinking too much. Possibly mentally not all there. I don't know. But they were just loud and heckly and stuff. And I'm pretty certain at some point they uh, they said some gross things to her while she's on stage. And that's not the weird part. Then at some point, it was my turn. I was on stage. The dude kept saying some stuff, and I don't know what the fuck I told. I have no, I don't I have no memory of what I said to him. But he started charging towards me. What? And I think the reason I was talking shit to him was because he was so far, and there were so many, <laughs> so many people in the middle. So he bull rushed you from the back and like He's, knocked people out of the way. Yeah, he. D- <laughs> he definitely like was swinging arms and like hit a server somebody that worked there and like she knocked the table of drinks over and thank god shiva and other comics were there they like pretty much pounced on him and oh thank god yeah. held him down until the police got there oh wow he was uh, you know what that dude it's a it was a white dude he was calling us a bunch of n-words he was, oh, he was throwing no. that out at us and I, I, I remember i jumped off stage and i was i went to go talk more shit to him in yeah per- sweet. In per- i was doing that and then i guess somebody else went up and started uh doing doing jokes and i i do remember i ran back up and i was like no no no, no. i'm still doing my set like this <laughs> this, this is still my time yeah you got interrupted so yeah that's crazy they held him down for so long too yeah, twenty minutes or something. I just love the fact that you were berating him from the stage. Still, just look, I probably him. had a drink or two in me. I probably felt very brave. I felt very brave because there was other people holding him down. Yeah, That's yeah. Why. And then, then you're like, no, let him go. And then they did. Oh, I didn't say let him go. God no. <laughs> That's awesome. That man, man, I believe, went to jail. So oh, good. I hope he got the help he was looking for. All right, so let's ask you this question. It's very important. I just started out in comedy. Uh, I'm always curious, what advice do you have for up-and-coming comedians, people who just started like myself, that would help out? I mostly am hesitant to give advice. Why? Because who the fuck am I to say anything? Like, Six like, years I, in, I haven't dude, achieved that's a goddamn experience. Thing. I think, you lose, I think uh, anybody loses sight of what they have achieved and what they haven't because they're, they're all internal. Everything's in, internalized. But I'm, I'm very hesitant to give it out unsolicited. I'm soliciting you right sure, now. Sure, that's big. Di- <laughs> yeah, big dif- big difference. I would just ask you, what are you, what do you want to do? What are your goals? And then work towards. I mean, find out what, find out, find somebody else that has achieved that, and ask them how they how they did that. So, how do you host a show? How did you get to that point? Things like that, like how do I host a show? How did, how did you get to that point? Just by going- I would say I would. My advice would be. Ask open mic 
ask people that host open mics currently if you can if they'll let you host a block or whatever okay. a, a small amount of their mic and, and i would probably start off at maybe probably maybe a bar show or something low stakes where it's you have nothing to lose. If you can go eat the biggest dick and nothing bad will happen. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's why I asked the host. Well, yeah, mics. exactly. You're doing will call. Yeah. You're, I would say don't burn yourself out. Yeah. Don't get to the point where you're burning yourself out. But do you, do you, do you feel burnout on open mics? Not right now. Running, you've been running one forever. There's been times where I feel more or, or less happy in any given moment, but I kind of remind myself that I get to do this. Yeah. Do you, can you tell when somebody starts an open mic and they're new if they've got it or they don't have it? No, um, not really, because I've been surprised enough times. I've seen it. some people eat that. If I if I had that set, I would have I would have I would never want to be seen here again. Yeah, I've seen this, and I'm I. It's sort of a backhanded compliment, but it's I'm a, I'm I'm like good for you. You you came back. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I yeah. I I just I feel like you sit there. In the seat all the time, and you get to watch people come up here. So, like, I just feel like. Do I like, know, like, a, if a comic has it all? Like, yeah. I feel like it's almost, it's very easy to say, to see some uh, charismatic person and go, they've got it, or they've got something, right? Mm-hmm. That's easy. But it's also, and it's also easy to go, they don't have it. Yeah. But I've been wrong about that way more because a lot of times people do stick to it and they find their voice or they find their audience they find okay that does, that's not necessarily for me but they polished whatever they have and they've gotten better yeah. that's happened to me a million times yeah, i don't think too. tim marshall would mind me calling his name out but i tim marshall's a comic i believe he moved so, so we can talk about him sure yeah he'll if, never hear this it's fine i'm gonna send it to him I'm yeah make sure that I, <laughs> i'm gonna say hey dude i talked about you no but i told him this before too that i noticed that he got better kind of quickly we, but I used to only do the mic at DCH mm-hmm. on Tuesdays, do comedy once a week. Like, that was my comedy night. And I noticed he started getting noticeably better. And I was like, hey, dude, you're getting good. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, so just, I joined DFW Comedians. I see when all the mics are, and I just yeah do a bunch of mics. Yeah, I think that's the key is just go out as much as you possibly can. And every time it's practice, that's the way I look at it now. I used to get really nervous every time I go up because – I'd be like, this is the, the end all be all. If I don't do good this time, I'm done. You I like to mean? fuck with people. I like, but once I'm friendly with them, I like to. When they're about to go up, I like to fuck with them and get them by the, and be like, all right, dude, this set's gonna make or break you. You better, <laughs> you better fucking go, get up there and kill it. Yeah, you're giving them the old coach treatment. So. I, who knows? It's, yeah. it's, it's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't intentionally fuck with people. Mm-hmm. I would feel too bad about that. Yeah, I was gonna say you're non-confrontational, pretty much. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that you talked about that on the podcast with Ryan. Just like, I don't like confrontation. I hate it. That's yeah. why I was shocked that you were yelling at the guy that was on the floor. I had a beer or two in me. Yeah. But All right. There's well, a lot there. I'm going to feed you a bunch of liquor. I'll and do see that. What happens. Yeah. Where do you want to be in five years with your comedy career? Good question. I, just yesterday or, or Monday, I was at work. Besides killing it, besides doing a very good job, on my <laughs> on my scheduled 15 minute break, I was uh, writing about like what's important to me then comedies in there what's important to me okay like what about what goals do i have in each of those and how do i do those things that's i need to do more thinking about that mm-hmm. what was your question again what do you where do you want to be in five years with your comedy career? in comedy let me let me think or just in general where do, where do you see yourself is comedy i think that comedy is a big deal to you and i think that you i want... need to if i want to keep doing it 
I one of the goals is to I guess MC more or host more like shows, and then I will once I achieve some amount of that, then I believe that like the next step is featuring. It's not crazy. It's I don't I would ne- I've never been able to like really realistically imagine like an audience of people coming to see me, but it's starting it's starting to get in my head. As mm-hmm. of a day or two ago, I was like, yeah, it, it it's an achievable thing for anybody, pretty much any yeah. any competent comic. I agree with you. A lot of people are killing it that are not my cup of tea, but who gives a shit what I think? Like they've got fans. I mean, that's a huge part of it. Social media following is a huge part of this and fans based upon that, like will come out and see, you know what I mean? And it's just, you got to find a way to grow that social media and the fan base. I need to find a way to capitalize on my, uh, fucking off a lot and comment and making (laughs) comments on Facebook. I mean, some people make it that way. I think, Oh, you know what? You asked me a question. I'm, pretty certain i think will can speak to this i'm pretty certain that me being a smart ass on facebook made him a fan of me and he asked me to to host the arlington open mic there there you go i'm certain that that's yeah that's what it was so when you do the facebook stuff do you think about it for a long time or no. do you just kind of throw out your thoughts if it feels hacky or easier but not a lot of time has gone by i'll do it just to be just to get the joke before anybody else does mm-hmm. besides after that i will Run it through a filter or two. Oh, has anybody come up with this? Would anybody make this connection? I'm, I'm feeling the uh, the yeah. bloat of drinking a bunch of water. It's <laughs> it's a very healthy. It's recommended to everybody, and I'm not saying don't drink water, but I will start start off feeling moderately attractive, and then I will drink some water, and and I feel fat. I feel I do. You're, you're speaking to the choir. Look, in I a way, to... sure. Is it my fault for wearing? T-shirts that are too small, maybe okay. Hey, but they, they got to know about it. They got to recognize. And look, kids, if there's two things I can tell you, drink plenty of water, and heroin is the best drug. Those are the two things. Boom. That I have for you. That's the takeaway from this. That podcast. is the takeaway. Achieve anything you want, <laughs> and fuck it. You're never gonna. You don't. Tomorrow's not promised. So heroin and water. Go load up on that horse. Get you that H. <laughs> get that H in your bloodstream. That's so messed up. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say thank you so much for joining. Thank Thank you, David. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. Uh, We appreciate it. Go support local comedy. And there it is. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please head over to ImprovTX.com to check out all our upcoming shows at the Addison, Arlington, Houston, and San Antonio clubs. If you like this podcast, you might enjoy the other podcasts on the ImprovTX Comedy Network. We have the Act Out from open mics to the big stage. Comedians tell us the story they've made where I talk to comedians from all over and chat about their journey this far. Also, check out the Black Dog Retro Arcade podcast. Straight from the arcade, we talk about how our favorite games were made. That's right, we're talking all that video game goodness. And finally, we have Quackin' Up, a storytelling podcast where we pick suggestions from a hat and tell stories based upon them. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Please check out our social media, all links in the description. And with that, we'll see you on the next one.